So, hello again. Um, this is a more non-political podcast. Um, I feel like for every one of those, I got to talk about sports now. Because this, to me, is the only way I'm going to be able to survive this mountainous 2020 year. Mountainous meaning mountains being large and obstructive and very convoluted and complicated. And why use a word like that? Because I like using it. I used it my entire life. Um... But did you guys watch the Buffalo Bills play last night against the Patriots? Did you? It was so funny because Buffalo just demolished them. I think they won like 37 to 9 or some crap like that. All right. And it's almost like they deserved it. If you are a hater of the New England Patriots, you loved watching this game. And you loved watching Bill Belichick. Just eat crow. Now, we know Bill Belichick's great. I mean, even in Cleveland, the very brief stint he had in Cleveland, the amount of players he drafted that are Hall of Famers is really hard to doubt. I mean, he had a lot to do with uh, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and the running game. And, you know, they had a a lot of abilities to do things that they didn't have, but he somehow made them a marketable team when they all went to Baltimore. Okay, this was back well before they this is before they left Cleveland the first time and went to Baltimore. So with that said, Buffalo just put the clamps on New England and beat their ass. And I thought what was so funny about that game is that you're listening to all the commentators during this game, and they're like, How does this team not have a number one wide receiver? The answer is pretty simple because you had Tom Brady there for two decades. And Bill Belichick never had to pay for wide receiver because Tom Brady made it work. Tom Brady in his prime didn't need wide receivers. He just needed you to find a space, just a little bit of space. And he could thread the needle and get it to you and you would be fine. But as Tom Brady got older, and I think this is why Bill and Tom split split the left, was because Tom understood that he needed tools to still be competitive. I mean, he's 43 years old. He doesn't have the arm that he had that he had even five years ago. So he recognized that he was limited. So what happened was, is he said, Bill, I need wideouts. And Bill said, we don't do that here because wide receivers are a luxury because I like to pay for defense and I like to pay for offensive and defensive line. That's what we do here. And Tom, respectfully, started annoying Bill Belichick about getting more weapons. The writing writing was on the wall. I'm chewing gum, sorry. The writing was on the wall for Tom Brady when Gronkowski retired. Because you knew Jewel Edelman could not be the only tool he had. But, who's going to the playoffs this year? Tom Brady. He recognized his weaknesses physically and said, you know, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach or Tampa Bay, sorry. And I'm going to make another run with another team because I'm not going to be able to accomplish that here in New England because we're about ready to go into rebuild mode. But he would have still stayed in New England had Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick asked him to. But they didn't. 
So kudos to Tom Brady. Even if they don't make the playoffs, and I think they will, kudos to him for making it to the playoffs. And kudos to the Buffalo Bills for crushing those New England Patriots. So, I want to talk about the American Football Conference, the AFC. And uh, I think what's important to understand is that the AFC is fundamentally a stronger conference and has been for the last five years. I mean, there are only four teams in the NFC with above 10 wins or more. There are eight in the AFC. Excuse me, my goodness. So, here is the reality. There's going to be one... 10-16 10-16 and 16 that doesn't make the playoffs and it's going to come between Cleveland Miami Baltimore or Indianapolis and those are all good teams they would beat every team in the NFC East they would beat Minnesota and Detroit easily they'd beat Chicago maybe Chicago's hot right now they would beat Carolina and yes Atlanta And they would beat the 49ers and probably the Cardinals. I mean, I named off half of the NFC. So you look at the AFC and you look at the two hot teams. It's Kansas City, which really isn't hot. They just, they find ways to win games. And Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports 1 keeps saying that that, uh, Mahomes is doing something wrong that... There's something missing with this team. Making all kinds of crazy conversation pieces. And I think... I got up, sorry. I think Kansas City realizes that they really don't have to show up until January... What is that? Today's the 29th. They really don't have to show up for three weeks. Three weeks. I mean, Oakland, eliminated. Los Angeles, eliminated. Denver, eliminated. They've won the the division. And they've walked in the number one seed. They could very well sit many of their players next week. And it still wouldn't matter. They would probably still win. I will say this, though. Did you happen to watch the Tennessee-Green Bay game this weekend? I really thought Tennessee was a lot better than they were. They go into Foxborough, not Foxborough, it's Green Bay, Lambeau, sorry. They go into Lambeau, into Green Bay in the wintertime. It's cold, there's a little bit of snow on the ground. And they just get shellacked by the Packers. And you know my opinion of, if you know me personally, you know my opinion of Aaron Rodgers. I have a personal vendetta against the man because I met him and played with him briefly. And I know how he is. I think he's just a horrible person. But when you look at the overall dynamic of this team and what it represents, the Tennessee Titans are a defensive-centric, run-the-ball kind of team. And that played really well for them last year against the Patriots in the playoffs. But who is Tennessee going to have to play? (laughs) Because they're going to be the three seed, most likely. And as the three seed, 
they're going to have to play the six seed. Six seeds either going to be Indianapolis, like we said before. It's going to be either Baltimore or Cleveland, or it's going to be Miami. They do not want to play Indianapolis again, even though they beat them. And they definitely don't want to play against the Baltimore Ravens. So they get past one of those two teams, and then they're in Buffalo. In the same kind of climate as it is in Arrowhead, same kind of climate as it is in Buffalo and Pittsburgh and everywhere else, I think they're going to struggle playing in in that cold weather against Buffalo. Nobody wants to play Buffalo, including Kansas City, which is why I think that the AFC Conference... The American Football Conference Championship is going to go through Kansas City and Buffalo. And I think Kansas City barely ekes by Buffalo. 37 to 34. Or 37 to 33. Something along those lines. Or 38 to 33, sorry. So then we get into the National Football Conference. The the Eastern Conference of Basketball for the last 20 years because of LeBron James and him ruining basketball for the last 20 years. But let's not go down that road. Everybody was pissed off at the Patriots for being great. Um, I've never met LeBron James. Don't really care about the man personally. think he's a bit of a narcissist, but who isn't when you're that good at something? But he ruined basketball. And for the lack of a better word, the NFC has been garbage for the last five years. I mean, just hasn't been producing the kind of dynamic uh, change since the Seattle Seahawks were the young juggernaut dynasty who could only manage to win one Super Bowl. <clears throat> so we look at the AFC, NFC East, and I'm absolutely d- just distraught. How is Washington at 6-9 and nine likely to make the playoffs here? How does Dallas even have a chance, or New York for that matter? If Washington loses his game, and they might very well with Haskins being cut from the team because he went to a strip club during a pandemic, that leaves Dallas and New York to potentially steal it from Washington if they can't win. The winner of that Cowboys-Giants game <clears throat> falls on Washington losing that game. It's incredible. Again, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I dislike that man, has 48 touchdowns or 43 touchdowns this year and will likely end the season close to 50, which is, I think Tom Brady holds the record. I don't remember what that number is, but it's somewhere above 50. He's going to get close. And he has a 1,000-yard rusher. Green Bay is so balanced, and his pass attempts, Aaron Rodgers, are 12th in the league. Green Bay is a hard out, folks. I would not want to play in Lambeau. Which is why I give Green Bay my the, the, the nod. I think Green Bay is going to make the Super Bowl. <clears throat> I think they're going to play Kansas City. So, <clears throat> you look at the Saints. Drew Brees is a shell of himself. Tom Brady, love him. But that team is just not clicking yet. Maybe next year. And then you get to Seattle. And it's like, well, why are you outing Seattle? Their defense is phenomenal. They're 11-4, and four, Ryan. I mean, they could very well be the one seed here. I mean, Green Bay's only 12-3. and three. They could they could blow one here. If Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, they very well could win the conference. 
They could win that body. But that's not how this works. Seattle would have to win next week. Green Bay has to lose. And I think a couple other things have to happen. But either way, Green Bay is a tough out, followed by Seattle. But I think Green Bay, Seattle, NFC Championship, one loses, Green Bay wins. Green Bay, Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a really good game. But at that point, Kansas City is going to be hot. They're going to be in Florida. And they are going to crush Green Bay somewhere north of 37 to 14 or 37 to 17. Because I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to defensively stop that of Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Green Bay can do it. And if we're being honest, the second best team in the NFL this year is the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they just are. They're the most balanced team next to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay. That's, write it down. They are the best teams toward the end of the year. You do not want to face either one of those three teams. Kansas City somehow has to go through a gauntlet to get to the championship. But when they do, they host the Lombardi Trophy. Mahomes wins his second in a row. They are declared a dynasty. And Kansas City has cap issues next year. (laughs) So, again... I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. These are just opinions. But again, um, Miami, um, Tua Tungalova, however you say his name, um, is being benched because he isn't ready to be a starter in this league. And Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, won them a game last week. Fantastic. Um, Pittsburgh won a game last week, and everybody's acting like they're, they're everything's okay. Green, Pittsburgh's in a lot of trouble. That's the reason why I haven't brought them up, even though they've won the division. Pittsburgh Steelers suck. I mean, they're going to, they might win a game in the playoffs, but they are no threat, no threat to the Titans or the Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. It just doesn't matter. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee, and then Indianapolis, who lost, by the way, to the Steelers with a bunch of mistakes, but Indianapolis was playing in Pittsburgh. You're going to have to play them in, no, you don't. They would play in Pittsburgh again. But even with that, I think the Colts win that game if they play again. But Dallas, I didn't talk about them much. Um, they're 6-9. and nine. They've won three straight. Everybody wants to act like they're doing something. They're finishing hard. They played the Bengals. They had the number one pick last year, and their number one pick has a torn ACL. He's out for the season. Then they played the San Francisco 49ers without Garoppolo. They had their third-string quarterback in there from the third quarter. They have no defense because it's all on the IR. Then they played the Philadelphia Eagles, which are worse than Dallas somehow because they don't have Carson Wentz at quarterback anymore. He's probably going to be gone next year. Their offensive line is depleted, and their defense is trash, and Fletcher Cox was out for the whole second half. Congratulations, you bought, you beat two trash teams, three trash teams. Then they're lucky enough to play the Giants, who are arguably worse than them again. So they've played four teams. They're just bottom-feeding it up, cleaning it up, and they're going to still be below 500 on the year because they couldn't win one game against the Redskins. They couldn't beat the Eagles the first time. Let's be clear. Dallas sucks, but they're somehow 
in this, and they're still the best team in the NFC East, even if they don't get in. Um, Trubisky for the Chicago Bears has had a phenomenal resurgence, a renaissance, if you will. He's coming back from the grasp of defeat, and he's actually putting in some really good games. I don't think Chicago makes the playoffs because <clears throat> there's too many other teams that are in contention here, and they need some player teams to lose. But Chicago should be very happy with Trubisky and what they have because having a quarterback is half the problem. And they, I think it took him half the season to get his, his job back. And he's not doing too bad of a job. Um, Minnesota, I'm sorry. I just think Kirk Cousins is like statistically a really good quarterback, but like he's like Tom, he's like Tony Romo. Does he win you anything in the long run? If I'm Matt Stafford, I try to leave Detroit. I mean, I feel bad. You hear that? My kids are insane. This is my life. I can't even hide from them in my office. Uh, Matt Stafford cannot leave fast enough from Detroit. If I'm him, I demand a trade. And I ask to be sent somewhere that needs a quarterback that has everything else but a quarterback. What would a team like that look like, Ryan? I mean, Phillip Rivers went to Indianapolis. That fared well for them. But how many teams are actually out there that need a quarterback? I don't know. New England, maybe? That would be a good front runner if I'm Matt Stafford. That would be a good place to go for a couple of years. He's got still has his arm. I mean, it's a tough league. It's a really tough league. I mean, there's only so many jobs for these guys. Are they better than this player? <clears throat> New Orleans, they started off red hot. They're puttering out, though. Injuries, COVID, Drew, Drew Brees being 39, 40 years old. <clears throat> It catches up to you. Tampa Bay, they're only as good as Tom Brady. As long as he doesn't turn over the ball, they should be pretty good. Carolina, out of all the teams we've talked about, they're 5-10, and and they have been in all 15 of their games. This team is only a possession away from being 10-5. and You hear me? I would not be surprised if Carolina comes back next year with a vengeance has 10 wins Atlanta another veteran quarterback with a ton of stats but doesn't have the wins to match it sorry Atlanta but they need a lot more than just Matt Ryan to win that for them Seattle Seattle is pretty much what we see here I mean they're going to lose some talent in free agency, but not a whole lot. And they have Adams there at safety. Good pickup for them, but they are missing some stuff. So Seattle, we'll see what happens with them. L.A., God, Jared Goff's not playing next week. I think L.A. might actually end up losing and not making the playoffs. And who would have thought that Dallas would somehow make this, but L.A. wouldn't. Bizarre. Especially at the beginning of the season, the way it was. So, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, everybody, love everybody. We love our football, our American football here in the United States. We love talking about it. Hope you guys have a fantastic new year, and I'll talk to you soon.